Welcome to Millennium Grinders, the podcast for creatives, marketers, and service-based entrepreneurs who are navigating the difficult path to success as entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Erica Peter. Have you ever considered podcasting as part of your content marketing strategy to promote your business? Maybe you already have a podcast. Either way, podcasting is fun, but it requires a lot of work to be successful. To help you understand how to start and grow a successful podcast, I interviewed Fran Moore, the CEO of The Pod Factory, a podcasting agency. Hello, Fran. Welcome to the Million Grinders podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So for those who don't know you, would you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Fran Moore. I am the CEO of The Pod Factory. I run a podcasting agency where we take on everything we can for your podcast. The only thing we can't do is be your voice. So we try our hardest to do all of the behind the scenes work to allow you to show up as a talent while we take on all the back end tasks. Okay, so what led you to launch your podcasting agency? So I started as a general VA and I was just doing kind of anything and everything. I went from VA work to OBM work then to just project management. And then finally, I realized what I liked the most was when I would actually manage people's podcasts. And I had the ability to like help them see where their podcast could take them in their business and to help them like scale their podcast in a way that I didn't know I understood just from doing my own podcast. And so the more I did it, the more I realized it was like what was getting me up in the morning and what was making me excited about work in my own business. So I decided to just let go of all of my general VA clients and OBM clients and just focus only on podcasting. And it was the best decision ever. So during the pandemic, the podcast consumption almost doubles, which is crazy yeah. when you think about it, but it's also quite understandable, you know, because people didn't have much to do. And I guess that's the reason why so many people recommend entrepreneurs to start podcasting, but it's a lot of work. So I guess my first question is, in your humble opinion, why should creatives, marketers, and other service-based entrepreneurs consider podcasting despite the amount of work it requires. Yeah. So the upfront work is there. And I think that's in anything we decide to do as entrepreneurs, like I, it, there's no escaping the work as much as we all like search for freedom as entrepreneurs, there's still some work in what all of us do. So for a service-based entrepreneur, what I would say is you find so much value in being able to freely teach people without the noise of the rest of the world on your own podcast. So when I'm talking on my podcast, I talk a lot about how I built my agency and I give people a lot of the behind the scenes of what goes on at the pot factory, how I get through different things. And there's no one to interrupt me. Like the, like if you're doing an Instagram live, people are constantly asking questions. There's all those hearts. It's like a lot of movement going on. And then also not to mention, you're usually on your phone or device that's connected to your phone. So if like your mom calls, that shows up at the top and that's distracting. But when I record my podcast, it's just me and the mic, just sitting here alone, not a ton of distraction. And it's easy to get everything I need out right away and in that moment. And it also allows your audience to hear from you and learn from you uninterrupted without being able to like go to a related post. So let's say like you write a long post that's really thoughtful about why people should start a podcast, but 
in the middle of someone reading that post, they see at the top of their Instagram that so-and-so is live and they're like, oh my God, I love her. And they go to their live. They don't finish reading your post. When you listen to a podcast, you can kind of keep it on in the background like music and you can listen to like what's going on at the podcast while you're getting through your work day. And people kind of get to feel like a little more connected to you and less distracted by everything else that's going on. Okay, but on the other side, who should not start a podcast? All right, I get this question a lot and I'm very candid about it. Um, people who should not start podcasts or people who just quite literally don't have the time to dedicate to content production, right? So like if you can't commit to actually sitting down and writing out episodes and getting ready for a new uh, podcast. If you can't take it on, if you're already the queen of Clubhouse, Instagram, and Facebook, maybe it's not time to add in another platform. Maybe it's just time to buckle down on the things you're already really good at. I don't think we should all just be trying to be in the same places or taking over every inch of the internet. Mm -hmm. Find out what works for you. Podcasting for introverts is really good because we get to sit here and talk to ourselves and there's not a lot of pressure of other people being on the end. I do find that some extroverts can have a hard time with podcasting if they don't have a guest because they become bored and they feel like, oh my God, there's so many other things I can do with people. So think about you as a person and where you show up best. I have a, a ton of friends who show up better if they just do Instagram lives because they can interact with their audience and they have a hard time just sitting here and talking on a podcast. But then I have other friends who are just like, I never want to be on Instagram live. It makes me sweat. It really freaks me out. So really like taking time to get to know who you are as a person and if you have the time to dedicate to a podcast. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's say one of our listeners is decided they want to start podcasting. What should they get ready for? So the moment you decide to start a podcast is not the moment to press record. <laughs> Most of us have that day where we're just like, I want to start a podcast. And you feel like, oh, this is the best thing since I spread. And I know I want to kill this. But on that day, what you need to do is what I say, brain dump at least like 50 to 70 ideas of different episodes that you could do to make sure that your brain is actually going to continue to come up with content for a podcast. And then you also need to go in and start blocking off time on your calendar to commit to sitting down to record, because this is what happens with most of my clients. They get so excited about their podcast. We launch it together, but they never made the time to actually go back and um, batch episodes for the future. Like they do all of the episodes for the launch, but then they're like, oh crap, now I still have to make more episodes. So Just take time in your calendar to say like, okay, this is the day of the month that I record all of my podcast episodes and then take another chunk of time if you're managing it on your own to go in and edit, write the show notes and schedule and post it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are so many podcasts out there and it can be difficult to stand out and create something unique. What would you say to someone who told you, well, someone else is already talking about my topic. Why would anyone listen to me? I mean, I've seen this post so many times and you probably too have to, Erica, but there's this post that says like, there are like 92 different breads in the grocery store. <laughs> and we all pick our own favorite kind for whatever reason. Like my mom buys different bread than me, but we shop at the same grocery store. And 
it doesn't stop Sarah Lee from putting out her brand new bread just because she knows that another uh, type of bread is being made. It's the same thing with podcasts. Like your opinion is going to, it's going to really like hit with someone else. Like there's someone who's more like me who can listen to me talk about building an agency versus someone who just doesn't get what I'm saying. Or if I say it in too, uh, too much of a simplistic way and they want more of the complex version of what I'm talking about, they may go listen to someone else talk about building agencies, right? And that's okay. I feel like the podcasting community is a community. A lot of times when you start to reach out to other podcasters and we realize that we talk about the same things, a lot of us will be like, let's do a podcast swap because you would be good for my audience too. And you have to think about it this way as well. Many podcast listeners are like dedicated to podcasts. So like they listen to like multiple shows and a lot of those shows do have similarities and they listen to like them for their differences of opinion where I will speak about like my religion and my business. There are some people who will just straightforward talk about business. So sometimes people are like, well, I also want the religious aspect. So I'm also going to listen to Brand's viewpoint on what that feels like. So never get hung up on the fact that someone else is doing it because you don't know who is going to be freed on the other side of it when you open your mouth. Mm -hmm. Love that. Okay, so let's talk about scaling up. When you are podcasting, obviously you want to grow. And, you know, podcasting is quite tricky because you don't have the same data as other platforms, meaning that you know how many people downloaded each episode and where your listeners are located. However, you don't know how many subscribers you have. So I think it's hard to define what it means to be successful when podcasting. So should it be based on the number of downloads per episode a podcast gets, or should it be based on the podcaster's goals? You have to set your own goals because still, even with podcast stats, I'm I think this mostly has to do with the fact that Apple has still not like figured out how to like use the data properly for podcasters and how to disseminate it in a good way. Because I mean, they've been in beta with their analytics for like three years now. Right. So a lot of times podcasters still don't have like a true answer of how many downloads we have, like truly, because we're not, we're not sure if Apple actually submitted everything to like Ellipson or a Buzzsprout or anything like that. So a lot of times your goals have to be around something outside of your podcast. So for me, I sell VIP days for service providers, right? So what I do on my questionnaire is I ask, how did you hear about me? And in the drop down, it's my Instagram, my podcast, or um, word of mouth. So that tells me like I get to use that data and say like, okay, so about 70% of the people who decide to book a VIP day with me come from listening to my podcast. And that's a goal that I start to make. Not so much around downloads, not so much around like how many subscribers I have, or if I can even try to figure that out by unsubscribing to my own podcast to see how many potential subscribers are there or whatever. But for the most part, I make the goals around my business and related to like, is my podcast, are my um, podcast audience are they coming to my business? Are they actually giving me a return on investment on the time I spend in talking on my podcast every day or every week instead of basing it on like numbers, like how many downloads I got? Now, if you 
are thinking about like working with an ad agency, you should make your goals around downloads that you can see because they're going to want to know like the rolling 30 day downloads and things of that nature. And they want you to get to between like 8,000 to 10,000 um, downloads per episode in a rolling 30 day period, which is fine. So you can make that a separate goal, but start to think about how you're actually getting people to funnel into your business from your podcast. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it goes that way for anything. You know, when you think about, for instance, Instagram, uh, so many people actually share content, but they don't have a business goal. So it means that they post, you know, pretty pictures or whatever. But at the end of the day, if no one is visiting your website, why are you doing it? You know, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Okay, so I guess my next question is, what are the steps should a podcaster take to attract new listeners? So to attract new listeners, honestly, the best thing to do as a podcaster is to stay consistent and like just show up every week and be okay with the fact that for like 50 to 100 episodes, you might just have the same like 25 to 50 people. And that's usual because podcasting is like about slow growth and it's not, it's not like Instagram where it's just like, I got a thousand followers in three days. Want to know how? It, there's not going to be too many stories like that. Um, podcast listeners are very dedicated. Once they find you, they do stick with you. So it's more of a like momentum thing. Like you just have to keep going. And then also you have to figure out how to get people back to your podcast. Because again, podcasts aren't actually connected to too many search engines. Like, yes, if you search my podcast, it might show up on Google. It might not, but it's not like a YouTube that's actually owned by Google or Facebook and Instagram who have ads. It's its own entity entirely. So a lot of times you have to figure out how to get people to your website to find out about your podcast and use the marketing that you have available on other platforms to funnel people into your podcast. Um, One of my friends, he was just saying like, he was like, your podcast is the place where you retain an audience, but your YouTube or your Instagram is where you find them and locate them. So Mm -hmm. once you get them, you funnel them over to your podcast and you say, okay, this is how you actually get to know me if you come listen to my podcast. But to find me, you go on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You know, earlier you were talking about cross promotion between podcasters. What are the other ways someone can actually promote their own podcast? Yeah. So you can promote your podcast, of course, on your own Instagram account um, by just posting like the reels or um, the audiograms as reels. And you can also use Pinterest. A lot of people don't think about this, but that's another search engine that you can use to actually optimize your listeners. And Pinterest um, welcomes videos now. So a lot of times I will post the audiograms for my episodes on Pinterest and use like keywords for Pinterest searches to get people back to my podcast. And I usually will put my actual podcast on my website to funnel them there. And they can listen to the episode on my website. But then at the end, I'm just like, hey, go subscribe on iTunes or go listen on Spotify or anything like that. So there are other ways to promote your podcast, um, even with your friends. So like a lot of my friends know my podcast comes out every Wednesday. 
And so on Wednesdays, they will post in their stories and say like, hey, guys, don't forget friendly advice is out this week. It was so good. It was about blah, 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 blah. Or even being strategic about like the guests that you bring onto your show and saying like they have a following that I want to come over to my podcast. And you say like, OK, cool. I'm going to have I don't know, my friend Tatiana, like she almost has 10K followers. Right. So I bring her on to my podcast sometimes as like one of my best special guests. And a lot of times that helps because then her audience is like, oh, I love Tatiana and I love Fran and I love their friendship. So I want to know more about both of them. And so now they're listening to my podcast because they love her. Right. Mm -hmm. So being very strategic about where you post and promote is also very important. Mm -hmm. So, you know, earlier you were talking about the fact that scaling up is it's a slow growth. And based on your experience, how long does it take to actually grow a podcast audience? You were mentioning earlier that in the beginning, on the average, you get 20 to 50. So how long does it take to break through that? So it really depends on your like your audience in general, like across all platforms. So let's say I have two Instagram accounts in my podcast and on one of my Instagram accounts, I have like, what is it? 3,200 followers on the other one. It's just 200 followers. It's more of like my personal page. Right. And then on my podcast, I get about 300 to 400 downloads per episode. So on average, I know there are about, I usually say like, give myself like some grace. And I say there are about maybe 1500 people paying attention to me on average on a weekly basis. Right. So when I know that I figure out where I want to go and where my growth should go based on each platform. So when we think about growing our podcast and trying to figure out like how long it should take, pay attention to your presence as a whole on the internet not just on your podcast, but pay attention to like where you're growing the most. And if you notice my Instagram is growing a lot, then say like, oh my God, I need to really start promoting my podcast more on my Instagram if I want this to also grow. Or pay attention to um, if you should run ads to your podcast, which people don't think about a lot. Um, Your podcast can be a good start to a funnel for freebie or anything of that nature. So you can think about, should I like run an ad to my podcast to see if that gets me any new growth and think about uh, the different organic strategies. But for timeframe wise, on average, most of my clients, it takes them about, if they already have a dedicated audience somewhere else, it takes them about three to six months to actually start to see true growth on their podcast. If they don't actually have an audience anywhere on the internet, it can take them about six months to a year to actually start to see like true traction and growth on their podcast. Okay, gotcha. Also, is there an ideal length for a podcast? So when it comes to length of your podcast, again, this is on your audience. They are so important. We want to pay attention to them. Um, Erica's podcast might need shorter episodes than mine or longer, but for the most part, my audience, they're all done for you service providers. So they're busy people. Um, They're kind of like me, like they edit podcasts, they edit videos, they are virtual assistants and all of that. So I know my episodes can't be longer than 25 minutes because they don't listen past that. So if you look on um, Apple's beta analytics, when you sign up for um, 
iTunes Connect when you create your podcast, if you look on those analytics, it'll tell you the average time that people are staying on your show. Yes. And so like, yeah, so I look at that over time for me and my clients to see, are people actually listening to the end? I used to have 45 minute long shows, but people just kept dropping off around the 25 minute mark. And I was like, okay, 45 minutes is too long for y'all. And so when I changed it, they started dropping off at about 19 to 22 minutes, but the episodes were only 25 minutes. So I figured that was more of a sweet spot. So you have to pay attention to their response. Start with like between 30 and 45 minutes. If they're getting all the way through a 30 minute episode on average, Maybe they are wanting more. Maybe they're listening to the end because they're just like, oh my God, is she going to tell me this? Is she going to tell me that? So pay attention to when they drop off. And that's how you know if you should actually have longer or shorter episodes. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. You know, earlier I was reading an article and someone was saying, you know, like you have to publish your podcast on Tuesdays. That's the day where most people are listening to podcasts or whatever. And I feel like, again, it probably depends on your audience, you know. Um, But at the same time, when you are a podcaster, I feel like it's difficult to actually test it out, like finding out which day would be the best to publish your podcast. So what are your recommendations regarding that topic? Yeah, you're exactly right. Like um, audiences are so different. So I talk to entrepreneurs, but then there I have I have clients who talk about personal finance. So they are talking more towards like corporate people who are looking to pay off debt and things of that nature. Totally different audience. Their free time is so different than what an entrepreneur's free time is. So it's more so on your audience. I've seen so many articles negate one another. Like I've seen articles that say Tuesdays are the best. And then I've seen articles say, no, Mondays are the best. And it's just like, I think everyone is just putting out an opinion because there's no actual data to tell you when the most people are listening to podcasts or when this audience is listening to podcasts available for us all to see. Because again, I can't actually see Erica's podcast stats. I can see all of my clients because I have uh, access to the back end. But I can't see everyone who ever podcast <laughs> unless I am like working for Apple. So the blog posts that you see, sometimes I like try to take it with a grain of salt. And I'm just like, okay, they say post on Tuesdays. And then I look into it and I see their podcast is about the tech industry. I'm like, huh, I wonder what goes on on Tuesdays in the tech industry that causes their audience to have like free time to actually listen to this. Whereas I post on Wednesdays and a lot of my clients don't actually listen to it until like Thursdays or Fridays. And I realize a lot of my audience is just more free on Thursday and Friday. So I consider changing to Thursday and Friday sometime. Um, So it's just really depending on them. And a lot of people don't even listen to the podcast the day it comes out. So my favorite podcast... Yeah, my favorite podcast, some of them come out on Mondays, but the day I listen to podcasts is like the end of the week, Thursday or Friday. So the show could have been out for days now and I'm just getting a hold of it. So a lot of times it's really the day of the week doesn't matter as much, especially when you get to that ad space and they're looking at like a rolling 30 day period. They're not that concerned about what happens on the day of, they're concerned about 
if you can actually get downloads within a 30-day period. Mm -hmm. So we're coming to the end of this interview, and I know we covered a lot of things. But before letting you go, I'd like to know if there's one thing you'd like people to remember about this interview, what would it be? It's to just always keep in mind that when you're starting a podcast, that it's going to take time to build. It's not something that you can be like the master of overnight and it's not going to grow so quickly it is more of a place for people to get to know you and to be more of an intimate setting so be patient with yourself be patient with your audience and it will come at the right time the growth will happen right on time so don't stress about it friend thank you so much for taking the time to answer my questions before leaving would you tell my audience where they could find you Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram in two places. If you are looking for me in terms of more podcast advice, go to at podfactoryco on Instagram. If you are looking for more advice on how I grew my business, then go to at fran.smore on Instagram and follow me there. Also, I have a podcast that comes out every single Wednesday called Friendly Advice. I talk about all the details of what goes on in my business. Sometimes we talk about podcasting, but other times we just talk about what it feels like to run a service-based business. Thank you so much and have a great day. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you rate this podcast a five star. It will help me keep this going. Talk to you soon.